0: The one-hour phone-in show, all about stuff. Good morning!
1: We are live and excited to be here in our new time slot, 11 to 12, for Consignment Heroes. I've already got you laughing, is that right? Yeah. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. What does this show do? Well, a lot of things, but mainly we talk about rare and exotic stuff that will sell for a lot of money. Your collectibles, many of them, might be unbeknownst to you that are even worth anything. But if you do have an old heirloom in the basement, some old signs from a store you used to own or used to know or some figurines or flatware or old record player old VCR deck, if you're sitting on something old but you think it might be worth money or maybe you're cleaning out your entire estate, you're downsizing from a 5,000-square-foot house to a 2,000-square-foot condo, and you're wondering, is my old junk worth anything? Well, there's a guy in studio who's found fame and fortune by answering that exact question successfully. His name is Paul Kenny. You know him from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures. You can watch all of this stuff on Netflix. You can also hear us live here every Sunday from 11 to 12. Paul Kenny, how are you? Good.
2: And I was listening to your show the other day.
0: Right out of the gate? Right out of the gate? Right out of the
2: gate. No. So... You know, you were talking about uh, actors or p- famous people who had scars.
1: Yeah, you
0: know, one yeah. of the most
2: famous people is no Humphrey Bogart. He had a scar. He, he had a lip scar. Got in a marine accident, a shipping accident oh. when he was young, and he had it on his lip. I can't p- picture it. Is that, was it, it's is there. that
1: visible? I know because the Sharon Stone one I thought was interesting. I had never, if you look at, she's got like a huge laceration yeah. across. You've not, I'd never noticed that scar. The other one we didn't mention was Tina Fey. Okay. Tina Fey has a big scar on her cheek, and it's like the most disturbing story ever. She's playing in her front yard, and some weirdo came up and cut her. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. And she's a child, and she oh. says she doesn't talk about it because it's super disturbing.
2: Yeah. No, yes. I just don't remember. But Bogart. I didn't look
1: up the Bogart one. That's cool. I didn't no, know. No, I that. knew that
2: from years ago because I've been a big Bogart fan. Obviously, yeah. I named my son Bogart. You know, right? A so, lot of people don't believe that. But a did. lot of people were wondering what we're talking about. We had a category on a radio game show, and it was yes. famous people
1: with scars. Yeah, and Harrison yeah. Ford was one of the most. His chin scar is one of the most prominent.
2: I didn't Maybe even notice it. that. You see something? If you're not yeah, looking for it... it's like a it? chin scar like this right here. Yeah. I thought it was a dimple.
1: Okay. No, no, no. It's a bad scar. And I think that they had made some lengths to like, uh, you know, cover it up throughout the years until the one where he says, got off my plane, Air Force One. And then you see the scar very visibly and not, okay. no effort at all to cover it up.
2: Hey, after Star Wars, you didn't do anything important to me. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Anyway, we're quite sidetracked here. The name of the show is Consignment (laughs) Heroes, and it's about your stuff, specifically identifying the value of some of your rare or more exciting items that you might not even know are valuable. Maybe you've been in the same house for 70 years, and in the basement of that house is 20 boxes of old... uh, yeah, uh, cereal boxes or cookies, unopened—all of that stuff sells for a fortune now. It, you, you sort of t- you take the world of uh, you know the people who obsess about putting their their action figures in Lucite in the nineteen eighties, and you extend it to every single facet of uh, of, yeah. uh, of consumerism in your life, and it's all there on top of gold, silver coins, diamonds—you know—all of these sort of things. They're always valuable, but some of the more interesting things you might not have any clue what they're worth. Old pottery, as long as it was made locally, all of these little rules that make things
2: valuable—it's so exciting. I love collectors. Collectors, Collectors—they've got a passion, whether it's for history. Like I say, I was interested in Humphrey Bogart, and that's why I read back in his history. Okay, and that's what—that's what excites us all. We want to find out how something got from A to B. And you're talking uh, about—and this week we actually cleaned out two houses, so we're done now, and we are next next couple weeks we actually have time—we have extra time. So we're going take any of the clients who have been calling in the last couple of weeks. Call me again. That want house
1: calls specifically. Yes, this is yes. the one thing in your schedule. You do a few laps of the entire Golden yeah. Horseshoe every week. And people always say, well, I'd like you to come to my place because I have so much stuff. I don't want to make the trek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- let me give the phone numbers again. So if uh, you're listening and you have a question about uh, maybe your old Paragon plates, are they worth anything you want to move on? Or maybe it's an old figurine or painting or old uh, grandfather clock, whatever it may be. If you have a question about an item you own and you want a real-time market assessment of it, we have an expert here for you. And our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty. If you're out of town, don't worry. We have a toll free long distance line. It's 866 seven forty four seven forty. 4740 That's one eight six six
2: seven forty four seven forty. Sort of an error. Oh yeah. So. Okay. Well, no. We empty these houses, and also I need staff again. I need staff for listing for listers. Okay. I want people like last week. I've been saying this for a couple. You know, last week I says I need help with my dolls. I need yes. someone who knows dolls. And is willing to help us clean them, and I'll, I'm willing to pay. And yeah. or they can but help who us. Who knows ID. that? That's you're asking for the needle in the haystack. No, there are. There's a lot of our listeners out there. There's some listeners who know their dolls backwards and forwards from 20 years ago, mm. or are willing to clean them, or, or they can ID them. Some we can ID, but they'll tell me if it's a good doll or a bad doll. So when I put that out last week, three people this week called me with doll collections. So they want to unload. They want that's unload. the opposite of what you want. I need help. Selling the dolls, <laughs> listing the dolls. Okay, but I also need help. People helping us as well. We're looking for um, staff on um, uh, for listing because you know what we do is we buy from we buy from Toronto and we sell to the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's our whole thing. So we want to make sure. i like to and I, I like to employ some Canadians here. Okay, which takes me. That's a segue to my. Other, I was trying to buy Canadian stuff this week. I'm going to tell you. What do you mean buy Canadian stuff? Instead of buying U.S. stuff, remember I said buy oh, okay. Canadian, back up, yeah. uh, back up our government, and start picking the Canadian item. Oh, that's it, tough. I went through the whole week that's doing tough. it. I had to bring my little cheaters, my eyeglasses, which yeah. I think were made in the USA. I had to buy these little cheaters with me to find out where everything was made. It's hard to buy stuff unless you read the really, really, really small writing yeah. on all these packages.
1: Yes. Okay. So. But, you know, good. Like, just take a spatula, just a run-of-the-mill spatula. If you want it made in Canada... You're yeah. competing with on the high side a dollar yeah. at Dollarama from China. Yeah, no oh, no. It's hard man. It's like that's might might even be 2 for a dollar for a spatula. I'm just saying like that's one item. You're it's going to be very hard to compete. Yeah.
2: No, but certain things are easy. The idea of buying American maple syrup, anyone who buys Canadian who buys American maple syrup, yeah, would have to be out of their mind. Okay, right. I mean, well, literally, I mean, Canadian, what is more Canadian than maple syrup?
1: But there's also a maple tree a hundred yards south of our border.
2: I don't think anyone would taste the difference, right? I'm just saying it just seems weird to me. That's Fair all. enough, I get it. I okay. didn't have to read that label. I said, I'm I'm going to buy Canadian maple syrup. That's all there is to it. Gotcha, okay. Okay, sorry about that. We, sorry to rant. We to no, part- no, this is good stuff, because a lot of
1: people go, well, you know what, I'd like to you know, buy local, especially when it comes to big purchases like a car, and they go, I was go, well, what do you consider domestic? They go, well, the big, you know, the big three from America. I go, well, what if I told you that Japanese automakers maybe employ more Canadians than the big three? Does that change your mind? We don't have a Canadian automaker. I don't even think we make a dirt bike here that's ours. So your loyalties should lie, in my opinion, the best deal for your family. Yes.
2: But but if you have a choice and it's only a couple pennies, pick the Canadian product.
1: Okay, that's all I'm saying.
2: And like that's also goes with what we do. We recycle people's stuff. When we go into houses, we will take the stuff that is, um, has to go to the dump, has to go to the dump, and we will take the stuff that is, we recycle the other stuff. We repurpose it. Mm. We buy it, and some stuff we can, we sell off in auction. Sometimes we will get, we'll sell it to India, we'll sell it to Europe. It'll be a collectible item. You know, like we, like Dalton's. You know, every week we talk about their yeah, Where
1: are Royal Dalton's generally made? England. Every time?
2: No, I think they're made in China now. Oh, okay. But they were made in England. They were all hand-painted. And if you go back far enough, they were hand-painted by nine-year-olds. So that was like slave labor. But back then, the Royal Dalton's, and you'll see the old colors and stuff. They're still, I'm going to say, because some people say, I know Dalton's aren't worth anything. Yes, they're still worth something. <laughs> they're not worth the five and $600 they used to be worth. They're worth fifties and forties and thirties. Right. So they're, they're not they're not worth throwing out. And if you have to make room and you have to you're going from a McMansion to a condo and you have to get rid of your Daltons, we will still take them. We'll still take the Hummels. They're, they're still just,
1: saleable too. They're
2: still saleable. This is what I'm trying to put out because I don't. But the want, under thirty crowd hasn't
1: started collecting them, it, 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 making a new market sort of thing. No,
2: all yeah. of our Daltons do not stay in the country. They all go out. And Same thing with the cups and saucers. And I, I, I know. That uh, I'll get more for one cup and saucer. I'll get for a whole cabinet of domes.
1: Interesting. Oh, you know? hey, sorry. Our phone number again: four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Do you have gold, silver, coins, stamps, uh, other collectibles, antique sports yeah. memorabilia, antiques? Maybe it's an old uh, uh, saddle thing for a horse. Maybe it's an old barrel. Mm. I don't know what you might have. Maybe it's an old shoe collection from the sixties. You think it's worthless? Probably not. No, they are. Sorry, you... <laughs> uh, the, I'm building hypotheticals, but yeah, what, tell me about shoes.
2: We've never talked about shoes. No, but I was going to say old clothes, old vintage clothes and shoes. Like you have a pair of Ferragamos or some of the big names. You lost me. What's a what? Okay, a brand name shoe. I'm not a sure. shoe. Okay, yeah. Uh, but if they cost two thousand dollars, someone's willing to pay you three, four hundred. You're not. You're done with it. It's out of fashion, but it's in fashion somewhere.
1: Uh. Vintage
2: clothing, like some of your like uh, Chanel, some of the designer names. Are worth money. They're not. They're worth more than you donating them. Yeah, donating to those little blue boxes that you see in on uh, the corners, and they're with some fake charity on them or something like that. But you, these these things will work. Like we are always looking. We're looking for uniforms. Uniforms, of World War Two, World War One, are very valuable. Hmm. Sports uniforms, sports even jerseys out of the nineteen sixties, your wools and stuff like that, fifteen a hundred dollars. I'm just telling you, the little blue box. All they're going to do is sell to the. They'll put it out and they'll sell it to someone who's going to sell it for fifty or sixty dollars. Mm. Um, purses, purses if they're in good shape. Uh, the shoes, shoes obviously. Now it's not going to be the shoes you bought last week in a big box show store and they got the heels gone. I'm talking about the old shoes. You'll know the quality shows shoes from fifty years ago. They don't make them that like that anymore. Okay, you know fair with the leather and all that, I leather soles. In the old days. I don't know if there is still around, but if you wore out your shoes, you got your soles replaced. And I know there's... Oh, my a, God. I'm willing to bet every listener is out there, 90% of them, unless it's someone's granddaughter who's listening to us right now, knows about replacing the leather soles on your shoes. Yeah. Okay? That we all did it. That even when I was a kid, and I'm not getting... My parents said, you're not getting their pair, pair of shoes. Yeah. We're going to replace the leather. I mean, now it's replaced. You don't replace oh, it's so the
1: rubber. Yeah, I was, And those people still exist, like cobblers or whatever. It sounds I
2: have, like I, You have to look for them. I don't know where they are.
1: Yeah. No, my wife, you know, she'll break a heel and I'll be like, oh, well, that's garbage. And she'll be like, no, let's get it replaced. I was like, where? Like, how? She's like, I'll go to the guy, the, the thing, and he'll fix the heel. I'll be like, wow, what a world. You know, because I'm sorry, you know, it's broken, throw it out. What are you going to do? Okay. Either walking around, I mean, most people have that mentality. Anyway, sorry, we're interrupting okay. an interruption on top of an interruption. What I was trying to say is that you have a store that people can visit with their items. They can take their gold, silver, and other collectibles. They have a consignment store, or you can just sell directly to Paul. Uh, the store is located at ten thousand three forty one Young Street, so that's in Richmond Hill, right on Young Street, north of Major McKenzie. The store has a phone number. Don't call it now. Calling call yeah. it during uh, regular business hours. 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. So if you have an estate sale and you want him to come and look at the house and tell you if the contents have anything of special value, you can book that 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. The number to the station right now, if you want a real-time live assessment, is 416-360-0740. Uh, Joy in Toronto is going to be our first caller. Joy, how are you? Hello, Joy. Hello. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. You're live. I
3: said said Joyce. When I heard Joy, I said, who is this Joy?
1: (laughs) Oh, you're Joyce.
3: Joyce. J-O-Y-C-E.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry for the confusion. Welcome to the Uh, show. You're live. And what do you have?
3: I have an old Underwood typewriter that was given to me in, in the 70s, early 70s by one of my supervisors. And I don't. She bought it at um, uh, what do you call it, a yard sale or flea market. Okay. And she gave it to me, and I still have it. So I wonder how much that will worth now.
2: Okay. Is it black? They're yes, it black. is. And with the wire key and the keys and the keys, you tri- you type something on it, right?
3: Yes. Okay. He's, everything's still intact. With the ribbon. Yeah, it has the okay. ribbon.
2: Okay. These will be worked between 75 and $150, mainly as props. We have two in stock right now, but they keep on selling, okay? So this is kind of a neat item, and it's like uh, a lot of people don't write. And actually, you could use this typewriter, because you know how I talk about a lot of times writing one line a day right. or writing something for your relatives down the road and telling them right. about the stuff that you're going to give them right. or that you're going to keep notes on? You uh-huh. could use this typewriter to write this out.
3: Oh, know? but I
2: don't need it now. <laughs> oh, okay. It's worth between 75 and $150. And as a side note, do you know that the Ontario government is getting, you don't have to learn how to write anymore in school? Cursive. They don't teach yeah. you that. Right. That's a, that's a shame. Yeah. But, okay, sorry about that.
1: Yeah. On, uh, you could argue if it, if it saves time, though, to begin with. Like, I, I always said, like, I don't know, some people can print fast and they can write cursive. Yeah. And a lot of people who write cursive, I can't. It's illegible. So
2: no, but a good good penmanship is something to be seen. Yeah, okay. it's like I, an art form, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I okay. still have mine. Mine is pretty good. Okay. Anything but, else with the typewriter, or that's it today? Any cups that's and it. saucers? That, 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 that. Mm-hmm. No,
3: I can't think of anything. I have some old albums, uh, LPs and
4: so
2: on. Rock and right. roll is good and I keep on going through this. I'm telling people don't, your your classical and your Ed Ames and your Perry Como's are not really good even though we play them on the station. But uh, what you've got to do is your rock and roll, your blues and your jazz. Okay? And i want got the
3: band music too.
2: Big band music is not good, sorry. It doesn't go for a lot of money. It's still good music. It just doesn't sell. And what we're worried about in this world, on this TV, on this radio show, is what's worth money and not worth money. Yeah.
3: Okay. So who would look at that typewriter
2: for me? You can bring it into my shop.
1: And we're I, don't at, uh, have, I
3: don't have transportation. <laughs> well, then you
1: can get on his list of people he's going to go to or by, right? Yeah, Sometime yeah. In the next couple of weeks, he'll be making more than the usual routes to go visit people. So maybe we can get you on that. So oh, I appreciate that. What we will do is that we'll put you on hold. Uh, Faz Kazi will take your information. He's our producer today, and we'll get you guys in touch after the show. In the meantime, if you have a question about a rare interesting item you own, you can give us a call right now, 416 That's 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty. Our next caller is Diane in Toronto. Diane, how are you?
3: I'm good, thanks. I called about uh, what, two or three weeks ago about a jukebox.
2: Jukeboxes, okay. What kind was and, it now?
3: Well, this one is it's a console one twenty.
2: Okay, AMI, and
3: AMT, NFM is the only uh, information on it. Made in West Germany.
2: Okay, now how old is it? Is it 45s or it is albums or 78 Forty fives. 45s Okay And how is it a, well a floor mound? Yes
3: it's yes it's a, a big cabinet.
2: Yeah, if it's the big ones that people like are the Wurlitzers they' they look like uh, um, big tombstones with lots of nights of lots of lights on it. Yours is probably square, isn't it?
3: Yes it is yeah
2: so They go like, between four and six hundred dollars. But sometimes okay. it'll cost you 150 just to move it, because they weigh a lot. Right. Ah, 150 <laughs> what are you talking to? Oh, my. Have you hired a mover in Toronto lately? Oh. Is it'll it in cost the basement? You more than that to move it. Okay. Yeah, they're
1: heavy. They're is it in, in the
2: basement? Heavy. They're always in the basement. That's what I find. Oh, no. Yeah, of course. This
3: is in my living, this is in my living room. We play it every once in a while.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good news. Yeah. Okay. So. Now, the records okay. inside will be worth money as well, depending on what records you have inside it. Okay. Okay. Okay, thanks for your phone call. Wait, are you looking to sell it? Uh, Yes, I
3: am.
1: (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, then what you should do is probably call uh, Paul's store during the week, and you you arrange moving and shipping and sale. Okay,
3: I'll bring some pictures down there.
1: Okay, thank you so much for your call. And for people like that who go, I have a big item, too, I don't know, maybe I can have him come on the tour and see my old baby grand piano. I'd like you to leave with that on your back, please. Uh, you can call the store during regular work week hours. It's 905-737-GOLD. So it works out to be 905-737-4653. Big, heavy jukebox.
2: No, they sell. Jukeboxes always sell. Yeah? and man caves and stuff like that. There's always somebody who wants it, and they buy it, and then they, keep, they use it for a month or two, and then they sell it back to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, the next caller is Betty in Etobicoke? Betty, how are you? Good. And what do you
2: have? Uh,
5: player piano rolls.
2: <sighs> okay. But you don't have the piano, player piano, do you? No. Good. Okay. On... Um the piano, they go between... Slow uh, down. So this is the actual, would it be a
1: metal cylinder that plays yeah. in the piano, like in, a, in an old Western movie? Yeah, just yeah, like okay. that.
2: And you know when the guy's pretending to play yeah. and there's actually music coming up? Yeah, they'd be
1: playing the entertainer and it'd just be playing on its own, yeah.
2: Depending on what they are, they're probably Edison. Um, the player piano rolls, between 5 and $10 each, generally if they're, if they're still in good shape. They, they do have a place where people use them as decoration or they buy them for the player pianos.
1: Okay. Uh huh. It's it's okay. actually. But a does anyone use a player piano anymore? Yes. I mean, that's got to be a pretty rare item, right?
2: No, but yeah, they're, they're the one piano that I actually sometimes will buy. Interesting. Okay. You know that uh... so the player piano. Well. Uh, oh.
5: It's it went up north, and uh, I heard that uh, the uh, storage was broken into and it got damaged. So I don't that, know how badly.
2: Okay, that actually, that's a perfect segue. What I want to tell people, if it's damaged. Find out the value of it before you fix it. You don't want to spend $400 fixing a piano you're going to get $200 for and cost you $300 to move it. Okay? In the same way, we tell people not to fix a watch before they bring it into me and find out its value. Don't you, or don't frame up, reframe a picture because you'll mm. never get that money back.
1: You know what I mean? And that money might exceed the value of the item. That might, yeah. That's
2: uh, 100% good advice, I think.
1: So, what would you do with. Piano player rolls. Let's imagine Betty comes to your store on Wednesday and goes, I have 30 of them. Yeah, what what would, happens from there?
2: We'll put on consignment.
1: We'll put in and uh, we'll sell to the world. You'll build an online profile, all yeah. these
2: sorts of things. Okay. No, this is what we do. It's like we buy from Toronto and sell to the world. The world's got lots of money. Okay. And we, we, we have shipping down pretty pat. Where we send stuff to every country in the world and we buy from here and we sell to the world. And that's what she's got
1: to bring it in. So it's not that hard to find a home for these items that I no. would describe as very, very rare.
2: No, but if, you, no, if you've if you got 10 collectors for something, there's only five of them in the world, you'll always have a good market for it.
1: You want them bidding. Okay, yes. I see. Okay. Uh, our number, if you have a rare or interesting item, is 416 You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We are enjoying our new time slot, which is 11 a.m. to noon on Sundays. And we are live at the beautiful Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Did you hear the roar, all the indie cars, by the way, coming in? Yes. Pretty cool. Uh, our phone number, if you have a rare, interesting item right now and you want to find out more about it, maybe it's a collection of plates, maybe it's an old record collection, maybe you go, oh, you know what, we're thinking about moving in a couple of years, I'll get rid of those old records or that old desk or that old umbrella collection or whatever it is you might have. Okay. Rather than just throw it out or try to give it to... Your children or your grandchildren who have no interest in collecting whatever it is you have, you can sell it to the world. I mean, Paul Kenny's has found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff. Specific problems like the ones I just talked about. Maybe it's gold and silver. Maybe it's an old coin collection. Maybe you're ready to move on. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Jim is on deck, but we'll be right back.
6: For up to the minute prices call 905-737-GOLD.
2: Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes and shipping materials. I use them so should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me.
1: Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We are live. And our phone lines are open. 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Jim. Jim, how are you? Jim is on line one. Jim, welcome to Consignment Heroes. Oop, we'll get there. Hey, Jim. Good. Welcome to the show, man. Uh, thank you very much. Listen, I uh, worked, uh, I was
4: a afternoon foreman working at the distillery district when they redid it, when it was uh, the old Gooderman Warts.
2: Oh, okay. What, when so it was still functional? I
4: was, uh, had a crew of 30, 40 people. Uh, we had to dig out. Around this main scale in the building, in uh, where I think the restaurant is, or I haven't been down there in years. Okay. Anyways, we're five feet below this scale, and we came across a five gallon jar of whiskey. Whoa. Whoa. With a cork in it. Wait, Ooh. and so your st- so the the contents it's are still jar liquid? Is embossed glass, and it says York Springs which would probably predate it before Toronto.
2: I'm thinking about that, yeah. That sounds like, I'd love, that's a historical piece. And yeah, what
4: happened with the whiskey, I had 30 guys in the middle of winter, I almost had a how I diffused the situation was um, I said everybody at that point, I says uh, go and get a bottle of water or whatever, and uh, I split it all up and I gave about three or four 26ers to the site supers, and I kept the jar, the glass. (laughs) Okay, the jars. It's a a real thick glass.
1: Wait a second. So you drank the... So just to recap the story, you were part of the demolition crew, or led it, that did some of the... Yeah, I worked for Cityscape. You guys did a demolition slash restoration in the distillery district, and you come across a five-gallon jug of whiskey.
4: Yes. And you drank it. It It was clear. It had a cork in it. Wow. And when we dug it out, this was in the late afternoon, about 10 o'clock at night when we came came across, we'd been digging in this building for two weeks because we couldn't use machines. All the pillars were so close together.
1: That's right. So
4: yeah. All the handwork had to, you know, it was like underpinning. You had to, and the further we dropped it down, and beside this scale, it was like, you know, it was like over six feet high that we had gone down where we came across the glass jar beside okay, now the this main is... scale.
1: I just can't I, believe you drank the contents. No, How's the no, crew? Are they all, they're all no, no longer with us, or have they, everyone lived? What happened?
4: Well, yeah, like it was pretty, um, <laughs> uh, one guy didn't show up for three weeks. Uh, he was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty uh, crazy whiskey. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to say. I, I'm not a drinker, so it, it, uh, to me, I just, at the time, I gave it away. Okay, this I, was not it, good. It was like a lot of people say I should have kept it. Oh I yeah, this part. yeah I and
1: can tell you. Paul's about to, to give to you an "I told you so" right now.
4: Okay, and said they had a meeting for cityscape, and they valued that whiskey at ninety thousand uh, dollars. I was going to
2: say I was going to say fifty for sure. Um, sorry. Okay, I can be out on this. Um, you should not have. Oh, see, this goes back to the story that I say a lot. More damage is done in the first five minutes that somebody discovers something than happened in the last 30 years that's in their basement, okay? Because they start moving around. This bottle, yes. um, For $90,000, I'm going to tell you, what kind of a party could you have had for 30 people? You could have rented the Royal York. You know, um,
4: it it was a lot of um, the workers were low-skilled workers or language skills. I mean, a lot of them were immigrants, and it was just they didn't think of any of that. Yeah, there a lot of shady people working, and, and they just wanted their, their, their,
2: their cut. Yeah, no, no. And okay, there. that was... And,
1: that, and in fairness, the uh, distiller just now, you go, oh, wow, look at all this corporate art, and it's so industrial chic. But at the time, I mean, it was mothball. Oh, I, know, I mean, they I used know. it to shoot the movie Tommy yeah. Boy, and so no one cared about is, the art. It I was had magical. glass
4: jar in my crawl space at home. And it's, I just looked at the other day, and, and, you know, like, it's all embossed glass, you know what I mean? York Springs.
1: Yeah, no, it's still uh, got It's going to worth you a lot like of money. So it's not going to be worth as much as if, obviously, it was full. So well, you'd want to see this thing, I'd but like I'm to guessing see it. it's going to go for a lot of money.
2: But if you got this, that means a lot of bottles are dug. What we call Doug, they were thrown into dumps and thrown like in the old days. In your backyard, you had a big hole, and that's where you put your garbage. You didn't yeah. go to go to the dump; you dumped it there. And people discover them now, and that's and that's where they find the old <laughs> bottles and stuff. Did you find any other bottles, or just gallon. this one? This is a
4: large a large jar. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, I know this is I, oh, it's a I was going to say, gallon.
1: it's huge. Off the top of my head, I mean, you, you'd probably want to repatriate ba- repatriate it back to the distillery district, right? Because they're you know they want. You know, they're, they're, most of the stuff's upscale. They got some beer stuff going on, but they want to put it in a display and say this was excavated from
2: this area. I probably get about 5000 for it now. Empty. Really? I'm driving from Whippy
4: to go down there, spoke to a manager, left my name, and nothing came of it. So, I, you know, I
2: just kept it.
1: Well, you, you got to talk to an owner, not a manager. Managers have no money. Owners have all the money. Yeah. Talk to an owner, an owner, not a manager. No, no,
2: call me. I can get this sold okay i can get this sold someone will donate it i think it i i think
4: it's worth something Uh, i I don't think it's i think it's worth more than 50 bucks let's put it that way well
1: paul just floated out there as high as five grand how does that sound yeah you know
4: someone might buy it people that have lots of money that isn't a big cause i mean the glass jar itself is pretty amazing
1: okay yeah but to connect the story to the site would probably be more amazing
4: yeah, you've got my well, number. It it brings a little providence. I mean, it is only only my say, but I mean, if you were to dig deeper, I mean, and find out who actually the site supers are cuz I left them whiskey. I, I I had to split it all up. It was it was a it was a
1: Yeah, let's not talk about that part of the story because that's history now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's bad. It's not good. <laughs> that's a of the everyone story. with booze.
4: Yeah. Yeah, no,
2: that's
1: the worst part of the story. Yeah, I've
4: heard a few people that drank some of it, and it was just like uh, crazy. They, they almost got alcohol poisoning.
1: Wonderful. So, so okay, keep all that to yourself. Yes, that's not yes. good.
2: You're admitting to okay. This
1: bottle poisoned a bunch of my workers. Yeah, no, no, no. no. The, the bottle itself will be worth a lot of money.
2: Yeah, yeah. Come and see me. I- Come and see me on this. And um, my number is seven three We're up in Richmond Hill. I'd like to see this bottle. I can help you sell this bottle, and I hope you have some other artifacts that you dug out at the same time. But a lot of people dig these.
1: Yeah, and of course, I mean... Finding somebody to appreciate that piece, you have to go up the ladder. You can't just go to a manager who's earning sixty grand a year and go, hey, you interested in this? You run a restaurant. They have no clue I what do. they're looking at. Yeah. I'm not saying managers are silly. I'm saying that they're not the people who spent $1.2 million decorating that restaurant. Yes. That designer, the owner, they're the ones interested in these things. Yeah. So to get their attention from the top down, not the bottom up, is the way to go. Or That's good ham
0: As a
2: history.
1: Exactly, exactly. You go to the heirs of that and you say, hey guys, this was found on the site. This has some providence. This is that, this is the other. They're the ones who are going to want to uh, preserve the history, not the manager working the four to midnight shift at the restaurant there. They don't have a clue. Not to say that they're clueless. I'm saying when it comes to the historical value of a piece like that.
2: Well, give you an idea, the Guderham Warts. Uh, They had some big pictures. I mean, that they had on the on the. Yeah, they've preserved a ton of stuff. That stuff. I know one of the pictures worth about eight thousand dollars, and that would have been saved. It was. I think Mm -hmm. it's about four foot by three feet. Mm -hmm. Nice frame. The provenance is all there. But if that's worth four to six, what's a what's a jar worth out of that? Because they'd all be thrown away. Yeah, absolutely. People pick, they keep their art. This is why, you know, how we talk a lot that some people say they collect this because they, um, everyone uh, saves what they think is valuable and they throw away the crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, not sorry, I shouldn't say crap. They throw away the item that they think is garbage. Well, this happens to be the garbage is worth more than what they think is the good stuff.
1: What a story, though, eh?
2: Oh, oh, I wish this guy knew me. This is
1: where- hey, it's still good news. It could have been better, but it's great news. You have been preserved great. a beautiful bottle that's gonna be worth a lot of money, just not as much as this it's is, a, Yeah, And yeah. you know, We all know the story now. Uh okay. our number we are live, by the way. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live Sundays now, eleven AM to noon. We talk about rare items. We like a lot to yeah. focus on Toronto history specifically, and that's a great example of what we just oh. heard there. A guy who was part of the demo crew in the distillery district finds something interesting. Uh maybe you have an old sports card collection, maybe you have an old jersey. Maybe Maybe. Maybe you have an old rock star autograph. Maybe you have some old gold and silver jewelry or old coins or currency, and you're wondering what it's worth in today's market. The rarer the item, the more obscure the item, you might be surprised by the outcome. So if that's you... You can give us a call right now and you can have an expert tell you what it might be worth. He has found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff. His name is Paul Kenny. You know him from Storage Wars Canada, AND's Northern Treasures, and Netflix is where you can see all that stuff now. He's got a store it's located at 10341 Young Street. So that's right on Young Street in Richmond Hill just north of Major Mackenzie. But our show is available to you right now and our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416 360 Pauline is calling from Peterborough. She's our next caller. Pauline, how are you?
7: Very well, thank you. Thank, thank you for taking my call.
1: Our pleasure. What do you have?
7: I have about 80 songbooks, um, dating from about 1935 to 1954.
1: Songbooks, like, so I would sing along with them?
7: No, they're, they're ones used by like, Hit Parade. Oh, and okay. Song magazine, uh, screen songs uh, by Claritin Publications. I had Hillbilly Heaven, Hillbilly Cowboy Hit Parade.
2: Oh, okay. um,
7: and Radio Hit Songs by Gene Autry, Dick Stable, whoever the heck he is.
1: <laughs> I don't understand. What are we talking no, about? No, no, exactly? like Hit Parade.
2: Like the magazines.
1: Hit the Parade is a magazine? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay.
2: They would be put out, this is before the. Like internet. a teen beat type of a thing? A teen beat. Okay. Yeah. And they would say, like, well, everyone knows, everyone in Toronto collected chum charts. Okay. They did? Okay, sorry. <laughs> what year? So, I'm uh, willing to learn. I just want to chum chum. I have
7: The first one I have, the youngest one I have that I know of, is Song Hit Folio Folio, Folio by this Carol Lombard and Bing Crosby in 1934.
2: Okay. Now, here's what it'll make a difference of who's on the cover. If you've got something like an Elvis, you've got a Johnny Cash, uh, some of the rock and roll, Bing is not as collectible. He made all he made, he was a great person. And lots Uh of nice music Mm -hmm. but no one really collects bing the same way anymore so it'll be five and ten dollars for those you have something like you stopped in 55 but you'll have some elvis there and i have one elvis and that'll probably be worth 30 40 50 dollars where your other ones are worth between probably between three and ten dollars oh yeah but because a lot of people collect the history like that okay Now, there's, um, if you went, what I just alluded to, those chum charts, everyone, I think they were issued from about 57 to about 67 or 70. Yeah. Remember, you remember, everyone would go to the record store and where what records on the top of the chart right now, and I want to buy one. You know, and I right. think these had the top charts in there as well, and they'd have stories, but they were more elaborate because they charged you a dollar. No, I think these were about twenty-five cents, and they would charge you. Uh, you'd have stories about your famous people, and they would just whoever was hot those days, just like uh-huh. People Magazine is today. I think it's People. Right. Mm-hmm. They would do the same type of thing, but mm-hmm. they did it just mainly for music back then, because even television wasn't a big thing you got to remember, right. people in 1940, the radio was the central point of the house. It was your connection with the rest of the world, okay? There was no right. television the same way it is today. So I know, people, I didn't get a TV until I was 10. <laughs> right, okay, so that was, yeah, I'm just saying that radio, it's, it's still important today, but back then, it was the most important place in the house, okay? It was the hub. Yeah, and, and music, and uh, like we have on this station here, don't we have those on midnight, uh, 10 o'clock to 1? Yeah. And we oh, have you mean the vo- old radio shows? The old radio shows. Theater of the
1: Mind, yes. and people, Weekdays, 10 p.m., excellent programming.
2: Yeah. No, I've heard of it. It's, it's, I,
1: like the, I like the Red Skelton one. It's my favorite part of this station, actually. Well, you, you look at the energy Wait a and minute, the second detail favorite. that goes...
2: Second favorite, no is,
1: favorite. Okay, I stand by. Yeah, okay. I love theater of the mind, but you got to understand the energy that goes into, especially the detective series yeah, stuff. Yeah. Because you're right, it was the only expression in the most modern form of art. So they're agonizing over sound effects and plot points and voice yes. characters and stuff like that, as opposed to now. Yeah, no. Well, case. they'll just let just anybody on the radio. Yeah,
2: no. <laughs> just you. <laughs> I think that was a dig. Okay, <laughs> I, I, myself, not at you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much.
7: Okay, so they're not worth a whole lot. I've uh, played these for thirty some years.
2: Yeah, five. But enjoy them. But they're going to be five to ten dollars. And the Elvis will be worth the most. And if you get later on your teen beats, like your uh, well, anything to do with the Beatles is worth money. Okay. No, this
7: belong. This belonged to my husband's family, who were musicians, and they all played some instrument. Me, I play nothing. I can't carry a tune.
2: <laughs> I can relate to that. Okay, either can I.
1: All right, okay. well thank you for your phone call. Thank you. Okay. If you have a rare or interesting item or an entire collection of something or maybe you're looking to clean out your entire house, you can call this show to learn more about how to do it because there's a guy in studio. This is his expertise. Our radio's number radio station's number is 416 740 If you want to get in touch with Paul Kenny after the show to arrange a visitation for an entire estate sale or maybe you have a uh, special collection and you need him to come out to your house, you can arrange that by calling his store. The store number is 905-737-4653. That's 905-737-4653. It is interesting to see that, like, Bing Crosby doesn't have a, a crazy... Fan base is it because there's no rock star element there? Do you know what I mean? Like Frank Sinatra has, you know, ravenous fans because he was a rock star, but Bing Crosby certainly was. He had a fan Miles base. Davis never had people scream and chase him down the street and all that sort of stuff. Does it depend on the type of music to how crazy the fan base is?
2: I can be very callous here and ghoulish and just say no, his fan base is dead. <laughs> oh, oh, you're saying it's just an age thing? Okay, well, even if you pick someone like now, era, yeah, Al Jolson.
1: Okay, yeah. The,
2: the, the biggest thing going, Jack Benny, the biggest. Dominate the airs. Okay, mean, but what if you took, like, out of the 80s, you said, okay, there's Bon
1: Jovi. Okay, I'll go with Bon Jovi. At least he's a rock star. Or Kenny G. Yeah. I would guess that Bon Jovi's fans are more likely to buy a lock of his hair than Kenny G's. There's probably, there's a bit more of a craze there. Is that what it is? It has to have a crazed oh, bon jo- group of people following them. Yes. Okay, yes. gotcha. I see. Okay. Then, I get it. Okay. okay. Uh, more of your calls when we return, but now a quick break. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of
8: mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by New Generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New Generation Kitchens and Bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory.
6: Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver & Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction held every month is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD.
1: Yeah. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We're live on this beautiful Sunday morning, and we're here to take your phone calls if you have a rare, interesting item. And you're wondering if it has a special market value. Sometimes there are markets that just... They become huge in one year. We always talk about costume jewelry. Five years ago, you'd throw it out yeah. if it was from the 60s. Now you're rich, basically. That's how it works yeah. with costume jewelry from the 50s, 60s, and early 70s. It has
2: to be signed. But signed, b- yes. Before we go there, I got, I got a call this week. I, people do actually call the store. Okay? Yeah. And I learned something again this week. I learned every week, actually. But I learned this week, the guy called me up. He says, do you know after the Titanic, you know, everyone knows about Titanic sinking, right? I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, okay i sorry. <laughs> well, finally, I've hit a nerve with you. No, okay. I'm just joking around, yeah. But I say yes to the Titanic. Yes, okay. 1912, April. And so this gentleman says he had radios, ships radios. And he said on the half hour, twice an hour, every half hour for three minutes, they had to, the radio had to stop and you had to listen for distress calls.
1: Wait, so no. you're going to turn off the radio to hear a physical distress call that might be in your vicinity on yes. the water?
2: Oh, interesting. And I never learned that. It is, it's
1: something he, he repaired What if it. you turn it off for that three minutes and that's when they made the radio call? Oh, I don't know. That's super weird. Yeah. So, well, because the Titanic, so uh, was the Carpathia ended up rescuing the survivors, but the California was closer. Yeah. And the radio guy went to bed before they made their radio distress call, correct? But then they saw the flares and then they didn't do anything. Yeah. Isn't that the story? Even in the movie, they didn't even talk about the California, right? They just left that out of the plot altogether.
2: They had to close up to DiCaprio.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was more important. movie tickets, yeah.
2: No, but the, I learned this week. I'm, I love it when when my the listeners call into the shop and tell me stuff. I'm always willing to learn.
1: So in the wake of the Titanic, you had to turn your actual radio off every three minutes to listen to actual distress calls on the water? And I think that's Something what like said. that? Well, I'm sure yeah, somebody's we ta- listening
2: right now. They know. Because we were talking about other stuff, and I know some were, I know that, if we're wrong, well, our listeners are not shy. They will call us and correct us.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Titanic, there's a lot of weird things. That went, like, they, they didn't have binoculars. They were locked up in an officer's locker. They didn't want to break the lock on the locker. Like, a lot of weird stuff.
2: They didn't want to break the lock on a sinking ship? Okay, sorry. No, no, it was too late by then.
1: But apparently, like the guy who was watching for like icebergs or whatever, that the binoculars were locked up in one of the officer's lockers. This is like a famous story, I think. Really? Yeah. And they didn't want to break. They didn't want to damage anything, so they're like, "Okay, well, we'll go without." But yeah, so that's the binocular story of the Titanic.
2: Worst decision ever.
1: (laughs) Well, you don't. It might not have saved the day, but yeah, it's another general rule of boating: don't ram into icebergs, right? Yeah, that seems pretty. Yeah. Uh, Our next caller is Donna in Niagara. Donna, how are you? Hello. Welcome to the show.
9: I found that interesting, the Titanic.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, we're just blathering about.
2: Half of it's true. Okay, go ahead. No, it's
1: everything I said. I think it's true, yeah.
9: Yeah, well, that man called about bottles. I have, actually, I have quite a few bottles, but one, two in particular. One is one of those bottles that says Star Brand, super strong, and it's got the marble in it
1: define oh. marble What do you? What, what it's a marble on the marble top right the
9: top and apparently you used to have to break it or something to get the mar- to be able to drink huh. I don't know there was a story with it but there is a marble at the top
2: I think that yeah to, to seal it instead of you have a cork in then you put the marble I guess to yeah seal right it. Uh, those oh, are still cool. collectible. Anything like that. Anything that you would have had to break, like you say, or destroy, <laughs> that someone didn't break and is still it's around with us today, someone yeah, I collects I don't know why
9: it. they didn't break it, but somebody in the family, I got it. I'm not even sure if it didn't come from New Brunswick, but whatever. And the other one did come from New Brunswick. It's a ginger beer bottle. Okay. And it says Dolan Brothers, 348 Brussels Street, St. John, New Brunswick. That'd this be... bottle not... For, to be sold, and it's um, Stone Ginger Beer 1915.
2: Anything like that is very collectible. They, ginger beer bottles, I don't know this exact one, but anywhere between $20 and $250. Okay. It's uh, You know the old Crocs? You know the yeah. Crocs, like the big butter Crocs, and we had two gallon, three gallon, four gallon, and they have the, I think Medalta made them out west. But yeah, the ones with there, the blue. Um,
9: is, are you talking like the ones, the blue jugs like Brantford? There was the
2: Brantford. Yeah. Those are, you, you've got it right there. Those are very collectible. People like those. And the more... Oh, I have the, one at my front door. Oh, so we're not... Where yeah, do you live? got
9: um, some kind of a blue... Um, do you
2: have it nailed down?
9: <laughs> no.
2: Okay, if I come by, can I just steal I trust it? my <laughs> friends. Okay.
9: And you guys have been here, too, and I trust you.
2: Oh, okay, okay.
9: Actually, uh, Paul was here. Yeah. Uh, but I have these, and, and they're just sort of... And then I've got, like, a lot of other um, little bottles that... Um, the old medicine bottles.
2: Yes, yes. They're
9: they're small, and actually, I have those sitting outside of my pergola in a basket. But they were, some of the other ones that I have, were dug up when my father put a swimming pool in in Niagara-on-the-Lake.
2: Perfect. Now, you've got the history, you've got the providence. This is the type of stuff that we like and is saleable. And like the blue medicine bottles, like the poison bottles, had little bumps on them.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and the
2: cobalt blue. But Didn't I'm, you end up with
1: like 100 of them from Store Wars Canada? Wasn't there somebody who came across a whole bunch of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: And we we're always selling those. We find them, but it's something like this. I'd love to see these again. You can give me a call at the store. I am going to be down in Niagara this week. I promise to get down there. I've got two or three people I have to see, and I actually have some time this week.
1: So definitely book an appointment or to get on, uh, you're doing a couple of tours of the Golden Horseshoe in the next few weeks or two weeks. Uh, You can call his store, 905-737-4653. It works out to be 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Our next caller, let's go to Kim in Ancaster. I was just saying, in Ancaster, I love Ancaster. Hello. Hi, Kim, how are you?
8: Very good, thank you, and thanks for taking the call. I have, um, it's called a stereoscope, I believe. Yep. Okay, and on the back of it is engraved, and it's a perfectoscope, Perfect.
2: Okay, do you have the cards to go what with it? What is this exactly? Okay. You held this in front, this is again pre-TV, so you might know about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. talking to Ben here. Yeah. It, you looked into it, it had a handle on the bottom, and a two little squares that moved up and down. Uh, a like a kaleidoscope, railing. yeah, and you okay. put a stereo card on the back part of it, yeah, with two pictures, and it gave the 3D effect.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. So for my generation, I'm born in 1980. Remember, it was a plastic red things, and you'd click the. It'd be like a disc of different. Oh yeah, pictures. ViewMaster. ViewMaster, yeah,
2: yeah. No ViewMaster. But even though I was a
1: kid, I was. I remember thinking, like, I'm seven. Like, how much time am I going to spend staring at this pyramid? You they're, put it
2: up to your eyes, you, five seconds ago, that's interesting, you throw it away. They're very collectible. They're very collectible. They're wow. Ve- oh, my God. The Viewmasters go for about uh, 10 to $15 to 25 depending right. if you still have the box. The little rings are the ones that are collectible, the different oh, scenes. Oh, interesting, okay. People collect that; they go up to several hundreds of dollars. Really? Especially if you have them still in the pack. Even but ha- who spends hours just staring at an image? No, I don't get it. it. It's even worse than that. They don't even open. If they're sealed in the packages, they won't even take them out of the packages. Oh, they wow. want the Star Trek from 1967. Oh, I
1: see. If it's something super collectible like something that. Something like Okay, that. Gotcha. But back to Even your... a
2: kaleidoscope. What's the longest you've looked
1: into a kaleidoscope? Four uh, seconds? Five of... seconds? You go, oh, that's interesting. You put it
2: down, you'll never touch it again. Yeah, but someone made money. It's like the Hula Hoop. Okay. Yeah. So, back to your question on these here. These are very collectible. Now, what happens is, is some of the... They had international scenes, and there was a couple of companies that put them out, and they go for... A hundred of them will go for about 100 to $200. But if you've got some of the unusual ones where it's scenes out of um, uh, Rochester, New York, or uh, uh, Wasega up in Ontario here, or small town scenes those are very, very collectible because okay. it's like it's like postcards. We've talked about the postcards. Um, Merry Christmas is no good, but if you've got Main Street, Stevensville, Ontario, that's with a bank on it and a car from nineteen twelve. That will be sought after card. You have a gold mine from uh, 1911 in South Porcupine. That's going to be collectible. You have uh, a Maple Leaf State Maple Leaf Gardens before they've renamed it and renamed it and renamed it. When it was just Maple Leaf Gardens, when it was just being built in 1930s, that's collectible. Interesting. Okay. So what she has they have is a very valuable.
8: Right of yeah. like 1880 on them, and there's, they're all different mixes of uh, cards.
2: Cool. It'll depend what sets you have, okay. but they can be, if you've got several hundreds, you can be between 200 and 500 I have sold those cards up to $500 each wow. over the years wow. for someone wanting a, a bridge or a train station that's burnt down. Or Because back, back before before TV, just when radio radios, this is what people did. This is their connection to the outside world. Okay. They would sell. This is this is where someone went on a trip and brought something back from Egypt, and here's the scenes of Egypt. Where the only other way you could get this is out of a travel book.
1: Right. You know, I know see what I saying. So and everything's going to be black
2: and white, and people would really see these. Okay. Okay. So Kim, you got
1: a valuable item, and the uh, contents of the actual discs, the images, in that are going to yes. be the big difference.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I've got one from um, I don't know. California in here is a, a valley or something.
2: California oh, would probably, probably be one of your good, best yeah. one yeah. because California back then was not a big thing. Well, and now it's a disaster, so everyone
1: will probably be wanting to see what was it before that uh, state fell to pieces, right? <laughs> used to be the richest state in America.
2: Now okay. it's among the poorest.
8: Could I ask you one other thing? Sure. I have uh, Tony the Pony.
2: Tony the who? Pony? Okay.
8: It's uh, like a mechanical horse. Okay. And I want to think it's probably from the 60s.
2: Ah, <coughs> uh, okay. Like that, Tony the Pony is probably going to be $100, $125 if it's one of the ones you ride along. Yes. Uh, like a ride-along um, cars out of the 50. I bought one this week, uh, uh, one of those metal cars you got in and banged your knees up, you know, the pedal cars. Oh, yeah. They go between 100 hundred and four hundred and $400, $500. So Tony the Pony is probably similar. It's going to be about $100 without checking right away. And that's if all the paint's there and it's... And you can't, and no kid can ride it again because they're unsafe unless you give them a helmet. Okay.
8: Well, thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank Kim, you, Kim. Thank you. Our next caller is on line
1: two. Pam in Oshawa. Pam, good morning. How are you? Uh,
8: good morning.
5: Um, I have um, a Centennial nineteen sixty seven. Uh, uh, it's a, a good, good, good Hams uh, Centennial uh, whiskey bottle. And it's uh, 15 years old, uh, the whiskey is. Okay. And it's in a plastic case. It was given to my husband uh, for doing a, a neighbor a favor. Um, and I was just wondering, it's, it's uh, got a screw-type bottle, and it's got a seal over it with 1960 on it, and it has a number on it. Um, okay. 15 years old, the whiskey is. And I was wondering if it was worth anything, and also if it's safe to drink.
2: <laughs> okay, they're safe to drink. If, it's, if the creams like your Kahlua and stuff like that are not safe. Your whiskey, once it's in the bottle, is safe, unless this one you had from from that was two hundred years old. Um, and this will be a nice whiskey. Uh, we just discovered one from nineteen fifty-eight, and Bogart and I drank it with his on the birth of uh, his his son and my grandson, and. Uh, it's was it uh, good? Yes, it was excellent. And, and um, it's probably, so a 15 year old well. Gooderham's is probably going to be worth about $75 to $100. I okay. gave, like, a friend of mine had a, a July 1st party, and I gave him a, a Seagram's VO, a 1960, that was bald in 1967. Oh, cool. Because I thought he was born then. So well, I gave him that. That's <laughs> the
5: because for the centennial.
2: It's got yeah, 1967. Old- that'd be the centennial, yeah.
5: Yes, it's got the picture of the old. Um, first prime minister's sitting.
2: Yeah, but it's still... I would say this is probably... If I had a price, I am not allowed to sell them, but if I could sell it, I'd probably try and ask for $75 to $100 for it.
1: Okay? Okay? Yeah, that's the downside. You're in Ontario, so you can't be selling alcohol. There is that other
5: option. You can drink it. (laughs) I just heard you talking about uh, the fellow that dug up the... um,
1: Oh, yeah, bring up that yeah, yeah, big five-gallon bottle of whiskey yeah. inside yes. the Gooderham and, Gooder and Wurtzold oh. location. Well, maybe
5: I should phone you and ask you uh, to see if it's worth any. Because it, it yeah. came in a little plastic uh, um, container, like a, a zip uh, bag. Yep. And um, I just I've kept it all these years, and I've even written a letter inside in case I... Pass away, and my kids see it. And
2: listen to Pam. Good. Pam's doing everything right. Pam, yeah, I, I love they... you. You are our ideal listener. How's that? If yes, we had I, a prize and, today, and you'd be getting of, it.
5: Glass um, things uh, from England uh, that were my grandmother's. Who and my mother was born in oh eight, and uh, she was the uh, last of uh, six children. Yep. And uh, I have pieces of glass and, and bars and things like that. So I put notes all inside them. Don't sell these or throw them away until you ask an antique person if they're worth any money. So,
2: Thank you, Pam. I, I hope other people... You
1: I ask that of all of our listeners. I to ask that if of If you have anything our... rare or interesting, don't have Junior or your grandchildren go, why did they set this aside? Leave a note so that they know why something is valuable.
2: Yeah, yeah. Kids are... Um, Kids are trying to be helpful, but sometimes uh, you got you got to lead them along a bit. You yeah. have to
1: teach them. Even kids now, they're 13. What do you mean you have a lock of Paul McCartney's hair? Who's that? Throw it out. They wouldn't know, <laughs> yeah, right? No. It's amazing what people don't know through the generations. Uh, we do have to wrap things up. Any final thoughts? Oh, yeah. And I apologize to people on the line. Pauline and Dolores will have to get to you next week. We're live Sundays, 11 a.m. to noon on
2: Sunday. Yeah, what I have to give is the gold prices. 10-karat uh, gold right now is eighteen eighty-seven. Uh, 14 carat is 26.43 per gram, and 18 carat is 34. dollars Just because gold is down a bit this week, but if your guy that you're selling it to is not giving you these prices, give us a call. And your sterling silver should be around 52 cents per gram. Don't sell it at 30 cents. Don't tell. They'll tell you it's not proof. Uh, pure it's uh, 52 cents a gram and every dollar every silver dollar or every ten dimes is ten dollars and sixty cents We're gonna give you this every week So if you want to sell your gold during the week get a price from someone else find out what we're paying If we're paying more sell it to us if the other guys paying more sell it to him always get two opinions Okay Paul Kenning has a store. It's located at
1: 10,341 Young Street. Uh, you can also send emails to him of photos of your items. Send it to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. But again, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street. So that's right on Yonge in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. If you want to book time with Paul, you can call him at the store or leave a message. And that number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. A special thanks to Faz Causey for producing today's
2: show.
0: There's no dial. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.